it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. Alright guys, we are back for another episode of the beer phase. How's it going, fellas? Doing Fantastic. Right. In stereo again, man, I'm I'm such a lucky lady. Well, well we wait for each other and then we do it at time. the same time. There's a mental <laughs> going on. Yeah, that was so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I'm just gonna stop fucking talking. That's that's I'm just gonna stop. That sounds like it's a win win for all of us. Yeah, Three, that's, two, that's one, and let's hit Jeff from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it's kind of early in the morning still, but uh, who knows? I think it's still time for uh, beer phase. What do you think? Absolutely. I'm, I'm drinking. I've been drinking, drinking for an hour and a half. All right. Well, what you uh, what you drinking, Mark? What you drinking out of? Uh, I uh, I've got a leftover shiner from I don't know. How long ago? It's one of the uh, Cosmos Reserve that you get in the family pack. Oh yeah, it's probably from. I don't know it's, if I brought it over. It might have been you that brought it over. Uh, yeah, so I finally opened it and I'm drinking it, and I, I think I, I think I can taste it. It's off a little bit, but uh, it's still Shiner, and it's you know 11 or noon in the morning or whatever time it is. So it tastes good. Just drinking it straight out of the bottle. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I'm drinking a Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Uh, I'm drinking it out of a Hangover Heroes glass. Booyah. Sweet. Well, I am drinking my Sunday Cerveza and uh, Dos Equis Lager right out of the bottle. Classy. I mean, yeah, classy. You got a lime in it? Give me a pause here. Okay. What's up? What's up? Do you have a lime in it? No, my wife is talking to me. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to cut all this out. I get you. Oh, like 30 minutes. You've okay. Been under an hour already. I know. What takes so long? Okay, sorry. Anyway. Do you got a lime in it? I do. Sweet. Like a boss. Or so, we got a bunch of just random stuff we can go over um for this episode. Um so we have a uh, event coming up uh, that Mark's been kind of trying to spearhead a little bit here. So, Mark, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So, uh, 
I, I kind of got the idea when I saw that people were having trouble traveling to some of the events, you know, the various GTs, because a lot of them are on the same date. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if we could just have an event where, you know, you know, every now and then you have an event where you don't have to travel to it. You just have the event at sh- at your place or, you know, at, at your local game store. And then it all kind of feeds into like a larger event. And so I kind of went with that idea. So it would it would be like a GT, but it would be a GT in your backyard, basically, you know, or in your garage or in your game room or, or at your, you know, local brick and mortar. And, you know, everybody kind of coordinates and the people running the the local events feed all that information into like, uh, you know, a brain trust of people that are kind of tracking the data. And so everybody plays with kind of the same scenarios and the same timeline so that as they report in the results, you know, for the next scenario, it modifies like, you know, how the armies perform or what, you know, the new scenarios might look like in the, in the next scenario um, or, or how some of the bonuses may work. So we, we kind of went with that idea. Um, again, it's still really early, but we're looking at July 9th for that. I mean, we don't even have a name for it. It's just uh, me and some of the other TOs across the country kind of spitballing ideas right now. And uh, so the idea is you have three or four or five games, depending on how large we're going to end up stacking it as. And it's going to be kind of like a narrative campaign where as you progress through the day, the games get larger and the stakes get higher. But, you know, for for a conceptual idea, say that, you know, I've got six guys in my garage and we're all playing. Um, you know, we'll divide those six guys into different factions. So, you know, we'll have two guys that are good, two guys that are neutral, and two guys that are evil. Or we'll have three evil, three good. You know, we haven't figured that part out yet. And so those guys face off and then... When I get the results, I take those results, and so let's say that the good team wins for this round. So I report that information into our our local brain or our our national brain trust, if you want to call it that, and they tabulate the results. And so let's say that we find out that you know, despite our our little pocket of the country doing well with good, um, let's say that evil wins out for that specific scenario. So in the next round, um, evil would get some sort of bonus or some sort of advantage in the next scenario. Um, And then, because good in my little pocket one, while the evil guys would get the larger global scenario buff uh, or bonus, um, the guys in my my local or regional, whatever you want to call it, um, the smaller segment, um, the good guys would get a smaller buff that was more regional so you would have the evil guys with a global buff and then the good guys with a regional buff. And so that that was kind of to, to keep everybody's, uh, you know, to feel like you've still got skin in the game, even if, you know, let's say you're just taking in the pants on a local level. You know, if you're still conserving and playing tactfully, uh, you, you may work your, your global team into, into a better advantage um, later on. So that's kind of the idea, um, you know. I've I've had people on the West Coast tell me they're interested. Um, Chris Kapsner up in Minnesota is interested. Uh, some of the guys in Ohio are interested. Uh, Oklahoma is talking about doing it. Um, I know Houston, Texas, San Antonio. Um, let's see. Uh, obviously Fort Worth, maybe even Dallas. So we would have a lot of different report-ins. Um, so we would have set times. So like 11 a.m. would be first report-in. So everybody reports their stats. 
and uh, we kind of go from there and then dictate what the next round would be. So again, um, still really early in the infancy. Uh, obviously, I'm still focused on Lone Wolf. Um, but after that, I think we can go full bore and, and get everything laid out so that by the time July 9th rolls around, which is a Saturday, um, everybody will know all the scenarios, will know exactly what has to happen, and all the guys that are supposed to be reporting in know the protocol, how to report in, and and what we'll do. So Dude, that's that's kind of the idea. I just thought while you were saying that of a really like even though i've known about this like i've just thought of a really cool idea <laughs> they could make uh like it depending on how this one goes or we could do it onto this one but what if um you know you had d- different regions or whatever that we have that are interested in it right now what if you could put together a four-man team or a six-man team or however many regions we have that we're going to get involved in it and you could do like a draft for teams like okay so i get rob finuff i'm like I I I'm the I'm the player from Texas oh, for my team. Oh, Rob's okay. the player. So, so Rob's you're talking on my like team. you have an overlord like there's an yeah. overlord good master and then there's an overlord yes. like, evil battle master. Yes. And the good and the bad guys take turns drafting players from across the country from each region into yes. their team. Yes. That'd be pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna say that could be cool because then I could have Let's... my team right. So I could be like, okay, I'm gonna draft from southeast region over there rob's going to be playing for me so however he does he's you know he's going to play good i'm going to play good and my other guy is going to play good you know what i mean like we're going to be the good like uh, fighting for the forces of good right then you have mark playing for evil and then he drafts someone but it can't can't be someone yeah it can't be someone from your own region you can only have one person per region so then all your guys get together in that region if you know and play play versus other I mean that could be kind of cool, man. Yeah, that that will let's let's pitch that on the uh, on the then board and see how they come Then you could get guys like it. from Four Foot Snake or something like that. Yeah. You can get Dan King and those guys, and they could each get on a team, and then they could still play because they could, they'd play versus each other, right? And they would either win, lose, or draw for their own. Yeah. For, the, for the their only, overlord. The only thing that's going to make that harder is they're on a six-hour difference from us. Sure, so. sure, sure. We might have to fudge the timeline a little. But again, like if people are interested, obviously contact us and we'll make sure that your you know, your local region gets included and we'll get whoever's gonna be your TO for that region kind of plugged into what's going on. Um that's a really good idea. And I also I also had another idea where um so let's say we get through Saturday, everything's great. Um and obviously all the guys that win on a local level um, you could then take them. So let's say that the guy that wins in my garage, um, you know, I, I stack him up. We get him a UB uh, mm-hmm. game on like Sunday or maybe, yeah. you know, sometime in the next week going right. with all the other guys who won at their local level. So right. that we, we, it's like a, it's like a, a, a bracketology playoff to where you work into who is the, you know, the ultimate winner out of that entire schedule because you have all of the winners from the rounds uh playing each other on ub in, in a week or two so that's another idea i was going to pitch around but yeah man where where would they find like where can people follow that if they want to see what's going on on that so that they can kind of keep up on it well we, we don't have anything formal yet um, okay it's still talking so just if you've if you know a to in your region is is a quote-unquote kowto uh get in contact with them um if they're on the kowto uh private facebook group um you know, they'll be talking with me and Chris anyway. Um, if they're not on that, um, tell them to contact, you know, Chris Kapsner or me, Mark Cox. Uh, probably Facebook's going to be the easiest way for most people to contact us through there. 
and then we'll make sure everybody gets plugged in for that. Um, yeah, again, or they still can hit us really, on the Twitter too. I or they can it. hit us on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll answer to almost any line of communication we get. But I was just thinking that most people are doing it through Facebook, and that's kind of how we're talking through it right now. So okay. it'd be easy to get them plugged in there. I, I Again, super early right now. I mean, it's only right. January. We're still six months away, or five months, I guess, at this point. But yeah, that'd be that we cool can hammer if we hammer everything out right. ahead of time. We can. Yeah. Uh, I could think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I, I I think by, I don't know, uh, maybe late April, early May, we might have everything just 100% solidified for that. So it, it'll be interesting. I, I'm really excited to see if we can pull this off and have yeah, this Yeah, if big... the team names come up, if like you, yeah. we're able to do the teams thing and you can come up with a team name, you can make a hashtag on um, Twitter and then you can keep up with what's going on And then everybody can follow teams. their teams. That's a good idea. Yeah, and then so you just do the two hashtags, the hashtag for the tournament and the hashtag for the... Uh, for the team and you can see how each team is doing that'd be pretty cool man yeah dude uh, that's that's why there's so much potential for something like this really excited sweet but yeah that's that's july 9 thing uh i mean what else do we got coming up jeff uh well i mean we just finished up a lone wolf primer yesterday a little lone puppy just for you know going over some yep. event rules and trying to make sure everything's solid and not overpowered and stuff like that as far as rules go um you know, you ran it. What what was the feedback yesterday? I know that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, um, you know, obviously for that first primer that we had, me trying to conceptualize and convert those scenarios into Kings of War was a little more sticky. And so I had a lot of I had a lot of feedback from that first primer where I went back and tweaked some of those scenarios um, for these other scenarios that we did. Obviously, I've had a lot more Kings of War under my belt at this point. I'm not going to say I'm an expert or anything. I'm not. But just the basics of it is is a lot i've got the foundation and so writing up the scenarios for the second one and and getting them out and play testing i only had like one person critique something and their idea was so much better than the way i had laid it out that that's how i'm going to change that scenario so other than that it it ran real smooth um we didn't have any any arguments like there was one discussion but it was all about angles for a rear charge it wasn't necessarily about even the scenario itself. So uh, I, I thought it went well. We had 14 players again. Um, I, I say this, unfortunately, I had to play because we had an odd number. So we had 13 players in me. Uh, otherwise, uh, it was it was a good turnout. So we've basically had 28 people play test lone wolf scenarios uh, in a formula, formulaic, uh, in, a, in a formal environment uh, where everything's set up and, and ready to go. So I think we're on a good track for uh, for April first, man. April first, second, and third. What about nice. you? I mean, you played it. How, how did you? How did you like some of those scenarios? Did they seem like they fit uh, well? Yeah, I mean, the scenarios are pretty good. There was, you know, the one where we had to get into the six boxes or whatever. I took a fairly friendly uh, dwarf list, and I feel like like I didn't have very much fast movement. Obviously, I, I was playing all combat dwarf list, so really. Once you get into combat, you have to get through your target and then get to the other side of the board, which it yep. wasn't impossible, but um, with dwarves, it's really hard. Like, if you needed to turn around and get back to your boxes or something like that, they just don't have the movement to... Um, like, you have to commit for my list because you have to be... It's all combat dwarves instead of shooting dwarves, where, like, shooting dwarves could just leave a war machine in a corner, right, and shoot stuff and then still be claiming a corner, you know? Um, that's the only part that I had a hard time with, but, you know, my other list would not really be any kind of issue, obviously, but 
Um, I also think if that, you played a different opponent that round, it might have been a little easier on you. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, I mean, whatever. It, it, it was not broken. I mean, I beat the guy by, like, 1,500 points, but it came out to be a tie because we both had two two board um, two corner or two zones quarter, yeah. yeah two zones uh so you know i beat him big time on points but it didn't matter so gotcha cool. but i mean all in all it was it was pretty it was pretty solid so i mean i i think maybe maybe you could make the center ones i mean i know you were given an extra victory point for the center ones i think the only other thing maybe you could do is like make the center ones worth two and the edge ones worth one you know what i mean that's the only other thing I could think of. But I was actually going to make them all worth three. But if yeah. I make, let's see, or just make the just make the value on the center ones one more. I don't. Yeah, know see, that's what I was that. thinking about making them four in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because then you got twenty on the board. Yeah, it's good. And, and, and then you still have the VP because you know that you could you could do because getting the other VPs was not super easy in any way, shape, or form. You know, so it really make the center ones worth two more each. But you know, like for armies that don't have the the units to actually go take over that stuff, I don't know. It makes it hard. So, um, but I mean, all in all, it was pretty solid. I think it forced people to not gun line and just sit there. You know, so that's yeah, good. Exactly. I I like that. So them out of their box yeah um but yeah i thought it was pretty solid all in all cool yeah yeah uh lone wolf is still filling up we're getting about two players paid per week um sometimes it's three sometimes it's four but on average i'd say we're getting about two a week and uh we've got something like 11 weeks left and we'd fill up if we still average two a week over the next like eight weeks so we're still ahead of schedule for being full. So if people haven't paid yet, getting about time. Um, other than that, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to it. Had another person sign up from the UK. So we've got two people coming from the UK and one person coming from Australia. Oh, awesome. cool. Who's an expat in Houston, but is from Australia. Is that Craig? Yeah. How do you know Craig? Craig was at Alamo. Was he really? He was. Never. He won a third place sportsman. I did yeah. not. I did not run into him. That sucks. It would have been nice to meet him. He's a great guy. We had a blast. I think I met him over at Bayou as well. Man, this guy's just been running under the radar. I've never, I've never run into him <laughs> at all these events. He's surprisingly quiet until you get him drinking. Oh, okay. Well, that's not going to be a problem then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be, I will be tra- challenging uh, Daniel King for Lone Wolf. So if he hears this before I get my challenge out to him, my written formal challenge, which will have to be quite epic. Plan it's on, tradition. Plan on taking him down. So You gotta do something impressive. Yeah, I thought Robbie was gonna challenge him, but evidently Robbie was just like, No, I was just challenging him to come on out to Texas and I was like, Okay, cool man, I'm gonna Game on. I'm gonna slap him around, give him a real good night and you know Not call him <laughs> the next morning. Not but take him out to a real nice dinner and then I'm not gonna call him back. <laughs> I won't answer my texts. That's right. Speaking of challenges, I'm right. I'm going to be challenging somebody for Shiloh here uh, the next day or two. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm considering doing the same. So, 
Oops. I just want this one to be a secret because I want to sneak it up on the person. So. You can't sneak it in. <laughs> I want Daniel to be totally preparing and then, like, I'm going to show up with, like, a strap on. A super fluffy oh. list, and he's going to be like, What is this? No inspiring. All troops. This is insane. What are you doing? I'm not really going to take that. That'd be really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should take it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have at least one regiment. But... Well, you'd have to have something to unlock the troops, I suppose. But you'd have to have so multiple you... regiments. So are you ready, man? Like four days and we're we're driving up to Arkansas. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. It all just and... snuck up, man. We're driving up there in four days, going to Arkansas for Shiloh. Then we're going to come back be home for three or four days fly out three to nights vegas. it's three yeah. nights we're home sunday night fly, monday fly night out to tuesday vegas, night play in a kings nights. of war tournament <laughs> for friday night <laughs> then we're gonna play five warhammer games which will finally be the last warhammer games we'll be playing for masters so should be good i have no expectations i came in third last year if i came if I could take top 10 for Masters this year with the exact same list, which is what I'm doing, <laughs> then I'll be happy. I I kind of put in a screw-around list, so you should do better than me, just by yeah. default, knowing what your list is. I brought pretty much what I've been bringing, so who knows how it'll do. How, what did yours comp out at, Ryan? I was going to ask, because I know is is pretty much what you've been bringing to Rock Wars and stuff. Uh, it comped, I think, a 12-7. Uh, Rock Wars, I went a little character-heavy and brought Scrag. This time around, I don't have him. And I've got Heavens, which I've played with a little bit at home, but I've never taken to a tournament. Nice. Yeah, Heavens is solid on them. <laughs> it's a fun little ogre list. It can stand there for a bit and shoot, or it can run forward and hit you in the face. And I know I we were talking really about this earlier, okay. but Blake Dixon just paid for Lone Wolf, so yes, Blake Dixon will be at Lone Wolf. Yeah, I, I knew he was coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Um, I think we covered a bunch of it. We're going to be heading out this weekend, and then... I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll do one more podcast before we hit Masters. Or man, that's gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll probably just do it when we come back. So, um, wish I mean, us unless, luck. <laughs> unless you're taking your uh, unless you're taking your computer or something, then we could yeah, do it like not. in the hotel room. But we're gonna be uh, so yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. It's in Vegas, man. I'm going. To I drink. don't intend to stay sober. <laughs> yeah. So um we'll probably do something when we get back to back from masters um but yeah uh, yeah wish us luck all we're all we're out to do is uh get to best region that's all we care about we don't care about overall we get best region we accomplished our goal so well we do know that we're the best region well we already know it we just want the title because we got robbed last year so by like a half a point or something well to be fair we didn't draft people from other regions so (laughs) <laughs> hey uh um by the way dan king played in two of our events this upcoming year so we're gonna draft him for our 2017 kings of war masters right so that's how that works i think that is i think that's what we can do oh okay here you go dan you just, just gotta play in two of our events and we'll just call it even we'll say you're a Texan. we'll just we'll yeah, just, we yeah, we'll just give him honor any <laughs> I think yeah. Jake qualified for our Masters did. team. Jake did qualify for yeah. our Masters J- Jake Murphy was like number two in our region. Too bad he wasn't a local. Right, yeah. Gotta be from Texas. Well, from South, anyway. Texas, yeah, Texas Louisiana, whatever we are. Louisiana, New yeah. Mexico. 
Alright guys, well, I think we'll call it here, and uh, you'll hear back from us um, probably after the first week in February, so. The hungover edition. The hungover, the well hungover edition. It well, would be some of us crazy. are hungover today too, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah uh, I think two of us are, actually. <laughs> Alright guys, I'll talk to you later. Take care. See you later. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. That's thebeerphase, all one word, at gmail.com. Thunder.